This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror and comics help us explore our humanity. We're all exploring what it means to be human these days and redefining our place in this universe. With this podcast, we take that journey together. We will look on how those genres in movies, books, video games and television explore that human condition with Tony Tolado's experience as a podcaster since 2005 guiding us to the talented artists in front and behind the scenes. On Bite, in theaters, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Thanks to Marvel Studios and EPK.TV, we have some of the comments from the cast and director Peyton Reed. Evangeline Lilly is back as Hope Van Dyne, a.k.a. The Wasp. Hope has changed tremendously since the first film. Like, I feel sometimes like I get whiplash trying to keep up with how quickly her life changes and evolves. When we first met her in the first Ant-Man film, she was a corporate woman who was completely dedicated to her work, had no intimate relationships to be spoken of in her life, was estranged from her father, was you know, had believed her mother was dead and was in no romantic relationship. Cut to like four or five hours of cinema later, two films later, at the beginning of Quantumania, she has repaired her relationship with her father. She has recovered her mother from the quantum realm. She has fallen in love with Scott Lang and now she's stepmomming little Cassie Lang, who's a young woman. And her life is just totally transformed. Her life is full of love. It's full of intimacy and connection and vulnerability. And all of that peace and contentment that comes from that is just pouring out into her work, which she has now dedicated her company, PIM Technologies, to solving the largest problems of the world, like global warming or the housing crisis. Um, So she is a renewed woman. She is a very different person than when I first started playing her. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Likeable Paul Rudd returns as Scott Lang, Ant-Man. I think if Scott Lang, uh, or Ant-Man, uh, resonates with, with Marvel fans, um, I, it might be the fact that he is a regular guy with no innate superpower, um, that he's a father, that he is conflicted, uh, between being a regular guy who ha- wants to just be a dad and being a superhero, and he tries to find the balance of those two things, I think that's a. I think that that is something that people can relate to. Certainly, parents can relate to just being a parent and then having their job or trying to do what it is they need to do and, and, and balance all of that. But I think those struggles are. Are relatable, and the fact that he's a regular person thrown into this extraordinary circumstance um, is kind of fun to watch because it makes people think. Well, you know, what would I do if I was in that situation? Keeping things in the family, Catherine Newton is Cassie Lang. I would describe Cassie Lang. She is all grown up. Cassie Lang is all grown up, and I'd describe her as impatient, open, open-hearted, and ambitious. She's seriously ambitious. She's got a mind of her own now. It's been a while since we've seen her and she's been through a lot. You know, her dad's been gone and uh, she had to make a choice and she chose to look out for the little guy. She was a hero in her own way, even without the super suit. I think that she just fights the good fight and uh, you can feel that. And in this movie, I hope that audiences feel how much we we wanted to, to show that her heart is huge. Um, and just kind of like what a mess she is, you know? She's tripping over herself and kind of a klutz, just like me, kind of a dork. But I think it makes for an interesting character because 
no one just wakes up a superhero. I mean, maybe some do, but Cassie Lang definitely doesn't just wake up and know how to save the world. We can't forget Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas as the reunited couple. Uh, they did a brilliant job. I mean, Peyton, Peyton Reed, our, our director, and the production design team and everything else created really a spectacular world in this quantum realm. Using all sorts of imagery, we're speaking to Peyton earlier in terms of the use of electron microscopes and developing and it's a very psychedelic world in, in, in a lot of in a lot of areas a lot of places it seems it's not so much what the world is but what people bring to that world um, there's so we get some sense that there's some mining going on to some degree although we don't exactly know what it is it's being mined down there but I'm sure that'll come up in some other uh, Marvel films in the future but it really is a place that um, that lets whoever comes down there bring their influence uh, and, and power. Um, and I, I think it'll be a, a, a strong starting point in this sort of phase five, which I begin, which I guess quantum mania is the beginning of it, involving Kang and, and the, uh, the quantum realm. So it'll be exciting to see what the future holds. Well, she's, Janet has been down in the quantum realm for 30 years, and I, I think at a certain point um, really um, uh, had doubts that she would ever leave the quantum realm. And um, I think when she is reunited with um, her husband, Hank, and her, her daughter, Hope, um, it's, you know, it's just like a dream come true, and I think she's just relishing, you know, and savoring every moment with them. Um, and yet, um, you know, she's decided, she's decided to um, really um, keep a lot of the details of what went down there, in fact, mostly everything that went down there a secret. Um, um, some of it out of shame, some of it out of a desire and a need to, to protect her family. Um, and then, uh, when they find themselves all together down in this parallel universe, uh, she is really forced to um, not only try to keep her family alive, but um, to, uh, you know, you know, tell the truth about things. and. Um, in a place where she never, ever had hoped to see again. There's a villain we got a glimpse of really before, played by an actor tearing it up. Jonathan Majors. What would I say is the key to a good villain in the MCU? Hmm. Uh, well, you have to have a nice voice. Uh, you need a good costume. Uh, well, ultimately, you need, uh, you need to really understand... Uh, uh, what that character is going after and be willing to um, the thing I think that separates a villain from a hero is uh, the rules that person the discomfort that person is willing to uh, experience and the uh, is be quite comfortable with isolation um, uh, what else um, you gotta let it all hang out as a villain you gotta be willing to do that uh, and take it there yeah. <laughs> Let's hear from director Peyton Reed. I grew up reading the Marvel comics and I always loved 
Kang the Conqueror in the comic book. So it was a big challenge, uh, which I was really excited to, to uh, bring to the MCU to create Kang the Conqueror in the movies. Uh, and fortunately, we cast Jonathan Majors in the role, and Jonathan is, uh, he's a force of nature. We needed someone to play Kang who was a, a physically imposing character. He's, he's a villain who has dominion over time. He's a time traveler. He doesn't experience life in a straight line, uh, past, present, and future. He sort of lives these, these multiple timelines, and uh, he's had all these experiences, and uh, he's, he's a kind of a broken man, a man who lives outside of time. So uh, we wanted to make him the most powerful villain that uh, Scott and Hope have ever come up against. And also we kick off phase five with Kang the Conqueror. And one of, I think, the unique things about Kang is he's battling our heroes, but we come to find out he's also at war with different versions of himself, his variants. Special thanks to Marvel Studios and EPK.TV. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is in theaters. For Bite, this is Tony Tolado. <laughs>